I realized that practices struggled with the benefits of what marketing could give them. Like they, they didn't know like stories that could spread are stories that would win. And that would help a practice really get known in a community. But patients didn't know how to talk about a crown margin. So I'm like, well, how can I, how can I help patients communicate what their experience was in the practice? If you do not actively ask people for good reviews as a dental office, guess what's going to happen? Even if you're the best dental office in the world, your reviews are only going to be negative reviews because we do not think, oh, I should leave a good review for my dentist. This is exactly why I need to make this possible so that every patient that a practice wants can experience something that really, it just, it goes beyond the ordinary. Welcome to another episode of Dental Marketing Theory. I'm your host, Gary Bird. I'm the founder of SMC National, where we help you create, convert, and close more new patients so you can grow the way that you want. But if you really want those new patients to stick around and help your practice to continue to grow, you're going to need to understand your patient journey. And today I have Sean, who is the founder of Xana, and he's more than just a toothbrush salesman. He's going to help you understand how he's built his company all around patient retention, and how to really wow a patient with very little simple things throughout the patient journey. You're going to want to stay tuned for this one. I promise you it's different than things that you've heard before. Stay tuned. All right, Sean, so why don't you tell me how you got into the dental industry? Well, I, I guess you could say I was born into it. <laughs> My dad, uh, he, was the, well, he was in marketing with Eminem Moore's, you know, the candy company. And all of a sudden he was doing some consulting and found out that they only had space for toothbrushes at retail. And that somehow and started this whole journey of him starting his own dental supply company. Now I'm 14 at the time. So I remember literally going to Chicago midwinter, uh, Yankee dental and wow. the CDA in a Anaheim as a 14 year old and wondering like, why is there so much candy at these dental trade shows? Uh, I remember the discus dental, had a really pretty girls and really great gum. <laughs> and that was not, that was like my formative memories of like being in the dental industry. Wow. Your dad, so your dad did marketing for a big candy company and then he switched over to the other team and started working in the dental industry. That's fascinating. Well, he would always joke about causing cavities and then being in the redemptive stage of his life now trying to help make, you know, make amends for past sins, so to speak. So that that's his story into dentistry and me. Um, you know, it just got to a point where I love seeing what my dad was doing as an entrepreneur, as someone that yeah. created value. Like I remember I was playing a video game, Gran Turismo, this is in high school. And he's like, Sean, is that a real car? I'm like, well, well, yeah, it's a real car. He's like, what car is it? I'm like, it's the Opal Speedster. And from him seeing me play a video game, he contacted Opal in Germany and asked if he could get like distributor uh, distribution rights in the US for this vehicle. Uh, it didn't work out, but as a kid, just being like, man, my dad has no problem just going for it based off of like, I don't know. It was, so it just massively encouraged me to, to honor my dad, work for him. And you know, that's kind of how I got into dentistry. You want to hear something crazy? Dental marketing agencies are dead. You got that right. They're dead. Why do I say that? Well, we don't consider ourselves a dental marketing agency. We are a growth partner. What that means is, is we help our clients not only create opportunities, but we help them convert them and close them as well. And that is what's needed in the day and age that we live 
because just getting new patient leads is not enough. You need somebody that's going to help you actually get these new patients into your chair and make sure that there's the right kind of patient for your office. Now, we put together a whole report that will tell you where dental marketing currently is because there's a ton of changes, tons of things are going on with the market, and we broke down what you're going to need to do to stay ahead of the industry and grow the way that you want. The link is down below. Go check it out. Everything is free. I look forward to hearing from you. Got it. Okay, that's awesome. So how um so how did that then how did that like kind of ducktail into your journey? So how did you or when did you say, okay, my dad's an entrepreneur, I see what he's doing. Now I'm gonna start a business or I'm gonna jump into the dental industry. How did how did that kind of take place? So it started with him managing what he knew how to manage, which was salespeople. So he's like, Well, hey, Sean, you know, do some sales. You can carve out uh, it was a great opportunity for him to not have to pay me a lot and at the same time have this potential to earn to earn a lot. Um, so I was just calling on like state and federal accounts, you know, like the state of Missouri. Hey, can I provide you guys with manual toothbrushes? And I discovered I didn't like cold calls and I didn't really like sales. Um, so what I started doing is I just started self-educating, you know, teaching myself marketing, teaching myself a design. And before that, though, I kept coming back to my dad and I'm like, dad, how do you, how do you sell? Like, I just want to know, like, give me the frameworks, give me the, the whole, like what, what it is you learned so I could be a better salesman. And Gary, he, he would just say this every single time, Sean, it comes back. You have to believe in your product. And at that time, I didn't want to have a conversation with a dental practice about a 53 cent toothbrush. And right now they're paying 72 cents and I can save them 19 cents on a toothbrush. I didn't want to have that conversation. I actually didn't believe it was worthwhile. So as I'm progressing in this product company, I'm the whole time I'm not product centric. I'm what is it that dentists care about? What is it that yeah. the team cares about? What pain points? Because if I can't, if I don't believe in it and I don't believe that it makes a difference, I don't want to call a practice. I don't want to talk to someone and I don't think it's worth having that conversation. So my genesis really of going from working for my dad and to where I'm at now with Zana was just how can I create ridiculous value in dentistry? Hmm. And then, so, okay. So you're just like, okay, what's the main thing that I can drive value around? And then what did, what was the conclusion of that? How did you get to that? So I'm talking to dentists and I'm talking mm-hmm. to just some of my friends and I'm like, well, Hey, like what, what keeps you guys up at night? Is it what electric toothbrush you're offering in your practice? And I, I didn't ask him that. I just knew the answer was no. And like, no one's like, yeah. hey, should I offer Oral-B or should I offer Sonicare? Yeah. But my friends really were staying up at night thinking like, man, are my patients actually going to come back? Mm-hmm. Um, like, w- how can I continue to elevate the care that I'm giving them so that we can really have that uncommon connection? So I just know like, hey, they're, they feel like they belong. You know, when I was doing my well, research- before- before, before you even get to that, like, so, and just for the audience sake, how did you even get to the toothbrush part? Like, how did you even get to like, this is the part that I want to be in? Not, you could have done marketing. You could have done, been an operational consultant, right? You could, I mean, there's all these different things, roads you could have went down. How did you land on, I, I want to level up the toothbrush game and I'm, I'm, and I'm excited to get into this a little bit more because I think that you offer a lot more than just a toothbrush. Um, so, but how did, how did you get to the toothbrush? Well, really it was, you know, as Victoria Peterson said, like you were given lemons and you tried to make lemonade. Um, 
at the same time, my dad and I, we were trying to, you know, find better products, create better products in the dental space. And we ended up making a really beautiful and inspiring sonic brush. Um, but I still didn't want it to simply be a brush. So, you know, we're, we have this experience with being a product company. So I know this is kind of like a, a way that I can add value already because we're, you know, distribution company, um, supply company. Um, but I, I didn't want it to just be a brush because I'm thinking, okay, if I need to compete with Oral-B or I need to compete with Sonicare and it's just about features and benefits, they have massive R&D. They're constantly releasing new products. They have all these sales, you know, people in the field. That's not a game I want to win. So I'm like, how can I change the rules? How can I create a new game uh, so that I'm the only one playing in that in that space? And that, that. that's, 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 called that's blue, what gave birth. That's yeah, that's called a blue ocean strategy. And I absolutely love that. It is and and you can do this. Here's the interesting thing. It doesn't matter if you're a dentist, doesn't matter if you're a marketing person, doesn't matter if you sell toothbrushes, it doesn't matter what product it is. You can always pivot to create a blue ocean of opportunities, but you have to really think through it. And I and I think you have. So I'm excited to 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 chat through that now. So so you got so you, your dad was in the dental, your dad went from the candy marketing to the dental industry. You then figure out, okay. My, I see my dad's entrepreneurship. I see he's in the dental industry. I want to get into the dental industry. You realize there's an opportunity to create more of a story, more of a, a reason of why people should be getting toothbrushes. And really that's core of what a dentist does, right? What is a dentist, a hygienist, and everybody tell you to do brush, brush and floss. So now, now you're, you're, you're knee deep in this entrepreneurship world, kind of tell the audience like where you're at now and and what that's going, how that's going to impact their practices. Well, and, and just right before that, there was two other things that kind of, um, added to the confluence of everything. Um, and that is, I fell in love with design and not just design, but design thinking. And I also, as I was learning about marketing, um, I realized that practices struggled with the benefits of what marketing could give them. Like they, they didn't know like stories that could spread are stories that would win and that would help a practice really get known in the community. But patients didn't know how to talk about a crown margin. So I'm like, well, how can I, how can I help patients communicate what their experience was in the practice? How can I, how can I help practices give their patients real simple experiences um, that they can talk about? And that, that basically all led to what I have now, which uh, the program's called Care Beyond the Chair. So here, here is um, my brush. And it's an amazing electric toothbrush. I could talk about all the features. I could talk about how it's got the strongest battery on the market, 48,000 vibrations per second. But that's not what gets me going. What gets me going is the way a practice can use this to elevate their patient experience. So a patient comes in, they have a good experience. That's kind of foundational. And then three to four days later, they, they think that's over, right? Like they're not going to go back into their dentist for three months, maybe six months. And then they get a gift in the mail that they're not expecting. And they open it up and they see this beautifully designed box. And they, they most of the time honestly look around like, okay, like, did I, am I going to get charged for this? Is there like an invoice? <laughs> like, because people aren't used to getting such a high value gift. And then sure enough, it says in there, this is a gift from your dental professional. So they open it up and they see this custom imprint with the practice name on it. And basically, this is the showcase. This is the showcase where a practice gets to just tell a little bit about their story, how they do things differently. 
and notice there's a QR code on it. Now, again, the patient wasn't expecting the gift. They're not expecting this insert to speak directly to them. When they scan the QR code, they're not expecting to see this just real raw video of the practice saying, hey, look, like you're not just a patient. You're the reason we do dentistry. And then when they remove this insert, they're not expecting to see their name laser engraved on the brush. With also the promise that when they come back to the practice, they get free replacement heads for life. So what we've done here, Gary, is we've just tried to create a remarkable like wow experience when they receive the gift and then the ongoing branding every single time they're seeing the practice name on the brush because the practice name's on the brush too. Sorry, not just the patient name. Uh, in the bathroom twice a day when your patients are brushing with this brush. So we like to say that there's a, um, a multiplier moment that they get to experience, kind of like when you're dating, right? You send flowers three, four days later, or you send a thank you card, and it just elevates that experience in the mind of the, the person that you're dating. And then there's the symbol of care, you know? So that, that's pretty much what we're doing in dentistry right now to really just elevate the patient experience. And, and I have to imagine that this kind of blows the patient's mind as they get this, right? Like, I know it would mine. I've never gotten anything. I usually, usually here's what happens when I go to the dentist. Like, I get a goodie bag of all the samples, right? Like, so I get a little sample of toothpaste, a little generic toothbrush with a little generic thing on it, and then, like, uh, like a little thing of dental floss. That's pretty much the extent of what I get when I go to the dental office. Yeah. And honestly, Gary, like I can't think of the last time I got something in the mail that I wasn't expecting. That was nice. Yeah. Like, like I know I'm going to get Amazon packages and I'm still excited to open them up. When you bought those. Right. Right. When the patients get something that they're not expecting, that is beautiful. And it was actually tailor made to them. It just completely. And the thing is, I know some practices that'll hand out a brush at the end of the appointment, kind of like a, here you go. You just signed up for treatment. You know, here, here's a brush. And for some reason, it almost feels more like obligatory, like, oh, well, I just spent, or I just signed up for treatment with you guys. Like, thank you. I probably paid for this. But when it's disconnected from treatment and it's three or four days later, it now feels like thoughtfulness, like uncommon care, not like, oh, well, I, I just paid for this. So, um, we, I mean, the fact that certain dentists that are doing this now are actually getting handwritten thank you letters. Who takes the time That's to huge. write a thank you letter? Like. Yeah, dental. So it's interesting because dental, like as a whole, if you if you do not actively ask people for good reviews as a dental office, guess what's going to happen? Even if you're the best dental office in the world, your reviews are only going to be negative reviews because we do not think, oh, I should leave a good review for my dentist, right? Like I, you just don't think that. It's you do it for restaurants. There's a lot of people who are just like naturally inclined, like, hey, this is a great experience at a restaurant. I'm going to put my positive review without anybody asking me. And there's a couple other industries that are are similar, but l- long story short, if you don't ask for positive reviews in the dental industry, you won't get reviews. And that's because people are not thinking about you. So you have to create ways for them to think about you, especially between those hygiene appointments. And And this is a great way to do this. And one thing that I know just working with a lot of different people is that one thing that people are like starting to really figure out is that you have to focus on the patient journey. And I think this is a really great way to kick off that patient journey. Uh, The law of reciprocity, where it's like, hey, when you give somebody something, they naturally give it back to you. And one funny story that proves this, we've all been to like a Christmas party before, right? Or work Christmas party, whatever. And you walk in empty handed and someone goes, 
hey, here's your gift, Sean. What's the first thing that goes to your mind? Oh, I got to go to my car and like re-gift something or how am I, do I have gift cards in my back pocket? Or like, you'll literally just take something from somewhere and figure out how to give it to somebody because you'll go to the bank and pull out, you know, $50 bill and put it in a card and hey, here's your gift back. Because when we receive things, we feel like we have to give them back. And so there's a couple things going on there. You're wowing them, but then you're also giving them something. I imagine that has a profound effect on somebody who's never expected anything from their dentist. Yeah. I, not just that, we were, we were at events and we were handing these out to certain so-called influencers. Um, and that's actually where, <laughs> that's where it, it started, Gary, is that I was customizing them for these influencers. And the response I was getting was crazy, but the model hadn't evolved yet where I wasn't giving that capability um, that like wow factor for the actual patient to experience because it's, I, I don't want to go back onto an old model, but it's when I handed it to one of the doctors, she was like a cosmetic practice or cosmetic dentist in Beverly Hills. And she opened it up and she started tearing up and she's like, no one's ever given me something with my name on it. And I was just like, okay, this is exactly why I need to make this possible so that every patient that a practice wants can experience something that really, it just, it goes beyond the ordinary. It goes beyond the expected. You know, when I found out why is it that a practice or a patient oftentimes leaves a practice and it's as simple as just a feeling of indifference, like they just kind of felt like maybe there wasn't a connection. You know, you're, you go through the whole treatment and Maybe people have smiles on their face and the whole staff's trying to be kind and nice, but they didn't actually find a way to really connect and say, we care about you. You know, you're part of the family. That little bit can make a huge, huge difference. And, and one of the things I feel like practices don't always see the context for the, the way that they actually have relationships with their patients. Like, hey. you, how, how would you build a relationship with someone that you can't see but once every six months? Um, you can't go out to coffee when you have 1,500 no. or 2,000 patients. Yeah. So the actual context is almost like you're deployed and you have 2,000 friends back home, but you can't spend time with them. So how is yeah. it that, like, you know, as Alex Hermosi says, like, attention is the new oil. How do you keep mindshare with that patient? How do you stay top of mind in a world where we can't spend time with our patients. We can't cultivate that sort of brand intimacy. Well, what happens when all of a sudden, you know, your, your father is deployed, you know, and all of a sudden you, you can't see him. What, what, what does the father do? He buys a teddy bear, sends it to his kid. And when the kid is holding that teddy bear, it's not like, oh, I'm holding my dad. It's a symbol of his dad's care. And that's why when we put the practice logo on the brush, it no longer becomes just a toothbrush. It becomes a symbol of that practice's care for their patient that the patient literally gets to see twice a day for four to five years. Okay. Yeah, that's huge. And and again, it's like this is the beginning of the journey. So it kicks things off. And I imagine there's things all in between that people are doing and trying to figure out different ways to connect with their patients. But just an amazing way that people can connect I know one thing that you're working on is a whole case study around this, because I know you have some clients that give these to every new patient, right? Right, right. Yeah, and you're going you're gonna to be able to, I'm, I'm really excited to learn about that. Like what, 
cool, when I give every patient, new patient, something that costs me X amount of dollars, what is, do they stay longer? Do they buy more treatment? Do they come back more often? Does our retention rate go up? Like what happens there? I think, I think that's, I, I know it's going to happen, right? I know it's going to positively impact the numbers, but I'm excited to see what you guys find on on something that immerse, something that's happening that regularly. Well, and Gary, you being a marketer, understand that, you know, marketing, yeah, there's a lot of best practices, but when it comes down to it, you don't know what's going to work. You don't know what's going to be able to, um, again, it's like people remark on what's remarkable, but so many things have been done before that it's yes. like, eh, that was just okay. And that's why we're just trying to give that patient some sense of, we appreciate, here's some gratitude. And you know, like, what is it that you could do with a QR code? You know, could that be where they have a chance to write a review? Um, you know. Oh yeah, that'd be huge. Yeah, they would leave, everybody would leave a review if you got that nice gift or, or even, uh, uh, and, uh, you know, refer a friend or a family or something like that. You know what I mean? There's a lot of different things you could do at that point. So it's not just about that patient. It's also about all the patients that that patient's going to touch as well. Yeah. So, so I, I like product. I like brushes. Um, but I don't like them for like, oh, great. Like it's plastic. There's, you know, end rounded bristles. Like I'm not so into the technology. I love what it does. I love that it advances care mm-hmm. and cu- coupled with this model, it just allows a practice to tell a different story that can be memorable with that patient. Yeah. I love that. And I love, I love that you're going to continue to push down that road because the more you go down that road, what you'll, what you'll realize and whether you are, you're already, you know, solving for be- bits and pieces of it is that most dental offices do not track the patient journey. They don't have anything that's like, oh, we're going to blow somebody's mind at every step. That's a fairly new concept. There's some people out there that have like the Disney mentality and they've read the book and all that kind of stuff. And I get that, but most people don't. And so it gives you such a competitive advantage um, that it's almost, it's unmeasurable in a lot of ways. But if you figure out how to do that and every three months you're doing something, whether it's a handwritten note to the patient, you know what I mean? Like that's another thing. You, I'll say this. One thing that I've, I was talking with somebody and they were like, my dentist called me. It was a patient. My dentist actually called me and said X, Y, Z. And, and another person was talking about their doctor. My doctor called me and told me about something. And they were just blown away that the doctor called them, like, which used to be standard practice, right? right like that was right. standard of care back in the day, but it's not standard of care anymore because everything going on, everybody's really busy. So it's like, there's these ways to stand out that are so simple and so profound and because they're so simple that we overlook them sometimes. And so it's like, yes, putting a toothbrush in someone's hand. Oh, we already do that. If I said that, right? Eh, not like this, you don't. Um, if you call the, your patients and check with them, just in every day, the dentist calls five people and calls five patients, checks on them and just does that on rotation. Oh yeah, we already call the patients, but not like this, you don't. Like it's different when you do it this way. And there's so many things, all of the post-op, having videos and and walking the patient through on the videos of how to take care of themselves rather than just giving them a piece of paper that says, read this and do that, right? Like there's all these ways that you can connect on the internal journey. And a lot of them just aren't being done just because we're busy. And I get that. 
And so I, I love this. I love what you're doing. I think it's an, an easy W. If someone wants to learn more about how to do this for their practice or how it works, and how, I'm, I'm sure everybody's sitting there going, how much is it? How, how does it work? What is it going to bring to my practice? But that would be better to, for them to talk through with you on. How, how can they reach out to you? Um, you can reach me personally at Sean, S-H-A-W-N, at myzana.com. Uh, but just to learn more, you can find out um, on the website at myzana.com. That's awesome, man. I, I love what you're doing. I'm, I'm personally looking into how to partner with you and figure out how do we get, how can I wow my dentist, dental clients with toothbrushes, right? Because there's such a correlation there. And I think, I think uh, there's definitely opportunities for that. So I think you pretty much, you found your niche and now it's like how to, how to keep building on it. So thank you so much for coming on, sharing that with the audience. And uh, I hope people um, understand what we're talking about because it is a little bit ambiguous at the same time. But I think everybody does because I think everybody's been has has received something before that kind of blew their socks off. And this is this is an easy one for the dental industry. So thank you so much for coming on and and sharing sharing your story today. Hey, I appreciate it so much, Gary. Thank you so much. And yeah, look forward to uh, whatever uh, partnership we get to have uh, in the upcoming months. So thank you. Awesome, man.